County Live with me, Martin, Martin Johnson. Johnston. Over here. Over there. Why are you being silly? Why are you being a silly Billy? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you being giddy? Uh, I don't know. Um, There's a time and a place for fun, and it's not on this podcast. Yes. No, if you want to have fun, go and listen to the Jokes Are Us podcast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, kids Jokes on Twitter. Have you ever seen that feed? No, is it oh, good? Oh, absolutely fantastic, yeah. Really? Completely nonsensical Did jokes. you hear about the magic tractor? No. Turned into a field. Superb. <laughs> I'll have to dig up the uh, kids. I'll, I'll do one of the kids' ones at the end of the show. Anywho, Chris, tough times, Stockport County. They can't buy a win. Yeah. You know, 93rd minute, you're thinking, finally, got one out of the way. Let's just, you know, move on now to the rest of the season. Yeah. Not even then happened. No. Uh, long, long time uh, without a win, or so it seems. Um, only ta- uh, only team outside of the playoffs not to have uh, a win in the last five um, but <laughs> I, I'm going to sound like a Man United fan a few years ago now we're in a, ta- we're in a time of transition you know um, we're bringing in a load of new players we're adapting to a new division um, the, the times as Bob Dylan once said the times are changing so um, complete faith in the game if you're going to trust one man you know let, let's not mistake this for for us talking about um, managers' pressures or whatever, um, if you're going to trust one man to build it, you know, to take the project to the next level, if you like, it's going to be Jim. But yeah, it's, it's been a while without a win. It's a very very tough game at the weekend, but a team who we're going to have to leapfrog if the playoffs are going to go. So um, it's probably the game Jim and the team would have wanted because it's not a six pointer. But if we win. Then we get three points, and we take three points off them. So, um, big game. Uh, don't let, let you know. Dagenham and Redbridge, a point away, is a good result. If you look at you know Dagenham and Redbridge um, are turning it round. They've not conceded for a long time. They've got a new manager. Everything else. Um, so the league, their league position is a little bit false, given that they've also got a game in hand on the teams above them. Um, you're also looking at. Um, the fact that County are turning it around slowly, if you like, with all these new players having to gel. So a point away, given the circumstances, isn't that bad a result. Okay, the last minute equalises a bit of a kick in the teeth and it seems a lot harder to take because wins haven't come before. But if you look in that game in isolation, yeah, point's good. Point's not bad. Absolutely. And you said there that, you know, County, the the only team kind of in touch outside the playoffs who haven't won in the last five games. But Bromley, who are just in the playoffs, have not won in the last five uh, games either. So puts, you know, another layer on this being a six-pointer on it. You know, again, we don't like to use must win, but on this being another really important game. It's two teams that, that really need a win for the playoffs. I mean, Okay, we talk about maybe I was a little bit defeated talking about County um, not having one in five, but um, neither have Bromley. Like you say, I, I should have I should have made it obvious. I should have made it clearer outside the relegation zone and outside the playoffs. Um, but Bromley are in free fall. Okay, they've they've not you know in their last five that they're they're worse than County. They've had four losses in that time, so um, not a nice place for either team really. Both teams just want to get that win. They just need the points on the board to say, we are still in this playoff shootout, race, punch-up, call it what you like. It's still happening. It's still on the cards. Uh, and if County can get three points, haul themselves back to within real close breathing distance. You know, We're, we're still within touching distance, but to get within breathing distance, I think uh, a win against Bromley is needed. 
Um, but I've, I've got complete faith that, th- that there's a plan there to do it and the players are there to do it. And how do you read the mood in the club at the moment? Obviously, the euphoria of the last few weeks. You know, now it's, it is kind of like we could really do with a win here. Does it, is, it, is it starting to get just a little bit, you know, we need, we need that win for that kind of, you know, that upbeat feeling to carry on? Or is it, you know, or is, you know, Jim kind of making it just, as you say, a point away is good. We've got the squad. We know how to battle in these situations. Let's just all keep calm here. People are going to say I'm reaching when I say this, but just go with it. Hashtag for a, reaching. Hashtag reaching. Just, just go with me for a minute. Let's say if since since the Sutton game, uh, when Mark Stott was formally announced and and, uh, and unveiled and uh, and all the rest of it, um, let's say that we'd won every game since then. We'd be in fever pitch. You know, we'd be in it'd be absolute overload. There'd be talk of winning the league. There'd be talk of, you know, we're going to win this league and then go and win the one above. It would be crazy. In a way, this has kept fans grounded. You know, okay, you've got a new a change in circumstances. It appears for the better financially. But that doesn't mean you just go out and walk the league. Football is still football. You still have to go and gel a team. You still have to go and do it properly. Now, you look at the signings that Jim has brought in and you think, these are real players. A couple of these players in particular, Lois Maynard making his debut last week at Dagenham, I thought, what a, wow. <laughs> you can see why he's, you know, that pedigree is there. You can see what he's offering to the to the team. The fact that he was just able to slot in, move around the, the park. It's always a compliment when you say a player has space on the ball. That's not because he's goal hanging, finding, you know, it's because he's making space for himself. That's what good players do. Uh, and he had that constantly. Second half, n- nobody shone as bright as they did in the first, but he was he was good for me, Lewis Maynard. Very, very good player. We know what Danny Lloyd's about. We know what Liam McAlinden's about. Getting himself on the score sheet uh, against Dagenham was, was great for him, great for his confidence, great going forward. Listen, I think we're in a good place. I w- of course, I would have preferred a couple of wins along the way, but... We didn't have him. We, we can go back to focusing on football and not live in the dreamland that may have ensued had we won five games convincingly. So you're off to see Jim now, uh, Thursday night at Edgeley Park. Let's put the interview in here. Jim, it's a Thursday evening back at uh, Edgeley Park after training. Uh, tough game on Saturday. Tough to take a, a last-minute equaliser against us, especially when we've just gone in front. Just just break down Saturday for us. Um, it was always going to be a tough game. I thought, having watched Dagenham, I thought they were excellent. Um they were a tough team against Wrexham, had a great result against Notts County. They've really tightened up, but still possess a threat. And when you turn up on Saturday and they've, they've got two strikers and they've also got on the bench, Candy, uh, Belante, Weston, all, you know, you know you're going to be in for a tough game. But uh, considering we had three absences, a bit of a reshuffle, change shape to match up with them, I thought we equipped ourselves really well. Uh, create some great chance in the first half. A little bit disappointed we didn't show the quality to get that goal. Um, but we worked really hard to stay in the game and like I said, um, a couple of subs and we sort of looked like we might go on and win the game. Uh, we're just unfortunate we didn't manage the last three or four minutes very well. But credit to Dagenham, they kept throwing up things at us and um, if you get enough ball in the box and enough bodies in the box, you've always got a chance of getting a goal and it was just... Heartbreaking for our lads because I thought they'd work really hard to get themselves in a position to win the game and that's a, a huge improvement on what recent weeks have been like. The game as a whole, it, the, the first half 
was one of the most exciting games I've seen in a while, if I'm honest. Both both teams looking to play good football, uh, knocking it around. The second half, it was a hard watch at times, other than the last five minutes. How did you see the, the, the game of two halves, if you like? You, can you enjoy it when it's when it's your team, when you're watching it like that? Um, sure. There was a little bit of football play, but I, I didn't. Again, I don't know. I say I'm, maybe I'm watching different things, but I don't see the it being Barcelona versus Real Madrid first half, and then something different second half. I think both teams perhaps um, uh, played with a little bit more uh, quality and endeavour to win the game, and uh, were capable of getting a, a little bit of a pass or a little bit of routine, a bit of connection between players. And when both teams had that, you could see them moving up the pitch quite quickly. But second half, I think um, the halftime sort of meant we all, they all looked a little bit, I don't know, a bit more edgy. Second half, I think it was probably both teams didn't want to lose. Both teams didn't want to concede. Um, and there didn't seem to be enough life in the teams until perhaps the subs came on. And then the subs started to bring a different energy, different dynamic and create more opportunities. And um, it was a rip roaring finish to the game when you consider that the two subs scored, you know. So, yeah, it was a, it was a difficult game. Um, would we have accepted a draw? Um, possibly, because we knew it was a tough place in, in, and where we're at in terms of our confidence and our energy and the personnel we have. But hopefully it was a, a, a good platform. It gave us... We got something out of the game, a lot of positives, and we've got to take those and add to them as we go into this Saturday's game. You mentioned a reshuffle. Uh, I, I want to speak about your playing staff in a, in a moment. Let's talk about Liam McAllen first. He's got his first goal for the club. Is that, is that a big boost for him? Do you think just getting his name on the sheet? Massive, and um, I, you know he, he won't be coming away from the game with a smile on his face because he had a fantastic opportunity, um, and you'd have backed him in them situations. Um, we'd worked all week on um, penetrative play. I think we've been looking a little bit easy to defend against because we're not really stretching teams, we're not really playing hurt and passes, not making runs that can hurt them. And I think uh, Liam trained brilliantly all week. Um, we kind of felt that the game might need to be settled down before Liam could be introduced. Um, and But again, you could see the threat he had, uh, it both in and around the box when he created the opportunities and also um, anything that was put over the top and he was onto it um, with much more timing and measured. We played him previously in kind of the attacking midfield line, but he actually looked better as the highest player on the pitch um, leading the line. So really pleased for him. Um, you know, when he, like I said, he's... You know, he's trained really hard. The comments he's making to the staff, he wants to, you know, he wants to prove his value to the team. And I, I certainly added to the value of the team on Saturday. And um, like I said, I'm really pleased for him. Um, and like I said, um, not just him, obviously we'd lost um, Elliot, lost Paul. Lois came in, looked really good. So we're pleased with his contribution. Connor didn't look out of place, although it was an extremely difficult game where the, the play didn't really go through him or the, through the midfield. So, but um, I was really pleased with the contribution of those players, um, even Ben Jackson when he came on. So uh, squads look, the squad looks like it's coming around and players are playing with a little bit more belief and confidence and energy. And um, we've got to build upon that now and make sure that all those qualities are to the fore come Saturday. A lot of new signings in, in recent weeks and Connor coming back almost felt like a new signing uh, himself. Are you happy with the way they're gelling? Do you see new faces coming in? How are you feeling about the playing squad? It's a, it's a bit of a difficult one. Um, obviously, we were expecting Elliot. Elliot's trained really well. 
I mean, a little bit of a break stunning the world accord. You know, he looks fleet-footed and fast and powerful shots. So it's nice for him to be back in that, that groove. Um, he'd been playing with a bit of an injury and a lot of fatigue and not... You know, if you're not 100%, people don't realise you're not 100% and they judge you as being perhaps off the pace and flat. And I think now that he's had a chance to recover, he looks in a really good place. And I want to see the Elliot that we've seen for the majority of uh, the season up to the, the, the sort of the New Year game. Um, so it's nice to have him back. He feels like um, a great addition to the group. Um, obviously, Lois picked up a bit of an ankle roll, um, played through it. On, on Saturday but I think he might be a doubt Jordan Archer did great on Tuesday looked like he was back in and he's he's had a bit of a setback so uh, we might have two available and two out so um, you know and we're also working myself and Sam are working really hard behind the scenes to, to add players with, there's some key areas on the pitch where we like to add players um, whether that be central defence give us an option there with a bit more experience and uh, strength and, and character, or maybe another attacking player. We, you know, we're, we're still in the hunt for several players and working really hard on them. They've got to be the right deals for us, and they've got to be ones that people go, "Oh, hang on, that's a really good sign, and that's a really good fit for now and for next season, and, and for for what we want to achieve at the club." So, um, yeah, it, it was a it was a difficult game because training session tonight because players not been training, not players like Ash were, took the night off because he was ill, um, expecting to be okay. So there's a bit of a strange night where I couldn't really settle on what I really wanted to do Saturday. So uh, we'll take stock tomorrow. Um, but I think um, I'm looking forward to one or two players coming back into the fold and being added. That will really give us um, a feeling that we're a team to start to take shape. What is it like when players come back into the fold? And I, I am specifically... Thinking of Conor de Mayo, very well thought of by the fans. We, we we said the other week, you know, his county career probably hasn't gone the way that he would have imagined it when he signed there, but still very highly thought of, still highly highly rated around the club. He goes out on loan, he comes back in straight into the first team for a, for a big game like Dagenham away. What's that like as a player when you're back in the dressing room with the lads, back in the you know on the training ground and and everything else that, that comes with being a footballer? What's it like? being reintegrated if you like into that group well it's, it's not really being reintegrated because of the, the training programme they have that occurs and uh, Connor's been with us every Monday um, so they're keeping in touch with us if you like and uh, Frank's the same because of the the different training schedules that um, Boston have sometimes they train on Monday, Tuesday and he's always in um, the game got called off on Tuesday Frank come and uh, rejoined us for training because and it, you know these players are not gone absent um, for a month you know they're very much part of our group it's great for us because we can monitor where they're at on the Monday same with Alex Curran when he was training with us so you're keeping in touch with them it's great for them to be part of our club but also to be part of another club and playing games regularly so and, and I've always said um, and I said this to Frank um, and to other players like Tyler that have gone out um keep yourself fit and if the opportunity arises in the team then I'll give you that opportunity and uh, when Elliot was suffering a little bit with fatigue and an injury then uh, when you know that Connor's out there playing and in a really good place physically and mentally then it, it makes a lot of sense to give him the opportunity um, it's a massive challenge the environment at the moment because we could add players and I think we still want to try and give our guys a chance because we shouldn't underestimate what they've done 
in the last 18 months. And if we take a step back to Boxing Day and we think about the 10 players and Tom Walker that took to the field and, you know, really put on a, the, one of the best shows we've seen at Edgy Park for a long time. You know, 10 of those players are our players that have been here for those 18 months. So we should be uh, not looking much beyond what we've got, but we need obviously to add to that because last year we had two or three options in positions. We had a couple of options on the left, a couple of options at 10, a couple of options at 9. Sometimes that's dwindled this season due to injury and not having a strong, as, as deep a squad. So I'm, I'm really pleased with the way that some of our players have stepped up this year and we've not looked a worse team for the loss of several players. And um, it was important for people like Dan, Festus and Elliot and Connor, Niall and such to all step up and make sure that they improved the collective of the group and I'm pleased with what they've achieved up the Christmas and I just want to give them every opportunity to come around and show people what Narbel can do, what Conor DeMille can do, what Elliot Osborne can do and then we know we need to add one or two to make the whole group stronger, more galvanised and perhaps give us that little bit of a tip towards instead of drawing games, winning games and if we get on a run then the confidence and the energy will come and we can all look forward to the next three months being something great to look forward to. Well, starting those three months it's, it's a big game on Saturday. Both teams could really do the win. Both teams in and around those playoff places. Just break down a little bit Bromley and the game on Saturday for us if you would. Yeah, I think Gaffer's Day has done a great job. You know, they've been pack leaders from the start. Um, perhaps the strength and consistency of other teams has taken over the winter period. It's very hard when you you lose one of your best players. Um, they've had a couple of injuries, a couple of sendings off. It's become a little bit disjointed from the last couple of weeks. But I think they're a strong enough, experienced enough group between the management team and the playing staff to be there or thereabouts and perhaps will feel that they'll deserve to be in the playoffs after the season they've had. But a uh, massive chase on for those those top seven positions and um, people will fall out there and people will creep into it um, and that you know the beauty of three points and extended playoffs is that it, it won't be over to the final couple of weeks of the season so but a huge game for both teams in terms of keeping a foot in the playoffs and getting closer to being a step away from the playoffs so in that sense it's a game that we really need to step up and it's not a must win game but it's a game really where we need to win to if we're going to have realistic ambitions of chasing and getting into the top seven and uh, creating a momentum that would mean that being in the top seven is worthwhile because you've got a chance of competing well in it. The form table, the form guide isn't particularly favourable to either County or Bromley, for being honest. Last five games, neither side have a win to show. But when, when you look at that record and you think both teams need to win, does that mean we could be in for a cagey game where neither team wants to concede the first goal or do, should both teams see it as an opportunity, if you like, to, to go and get the win because they're not in great form? It's yeah, a good question. Um, I think um, our attitude would be to try and we try to dismiss any negativity from previous performances and look at where we're at at the moment. Um, we've trained really hard this week um, in terms of penetration, um, in terms of set play, so we'll be... We'll be looking to score. We'll be looking to get our noses in front. Uh, it, it was a game where you felt it was going to be quite tight and cagey down at their place. And I think it was four goals in the first half. It was end-to-end -end stuff because both teams have got um, the ability to go from one end of the pitch to the other to, to, to and score goals. And I've seen that, even though Brom, Bromley lost the barrel 2-0, you know, having watched the game live on 
the, the highlights program BT Sport. Um, they had the chances, Bromley, um, and they competed extremely well. And I think they'll be probably, like yourself, a little bit disappointed they didn't get wins during games. I mean, to be 2 0 down to Solihull Moors and come back is a tremendous feat. So uh, there's, there's still life in Bromley and there's life in us. And I think both teams will probably. Um, won't want to settle for a draw. That's the beauty of it. Both teams, both teams will want to win, and I think that that could make a very entertaining, very open game where both sides go and say a win's going to be huge in terms of what we want to achieve in the next uh, seven or eight weeks. So, looking at the game, then you, you touched on players before. A couple of players didn't train. A couple of players um, coming back. What is the shape of the squad going into the weekend? Do you expect many absentees? Do you expect full strength? Uh, I think. Uh, I think we're probably not going to have Jordan Archer added to the squad. Elliot's back, which is a great addition, uh, especially if Lois Maynard uh, is not available. Um, that gives us the opportunity maybe playing a slightly different type of midfield with Elliot and Connor. We've got Sam Walker as well in contention. He's desperate for a game and trained really well. Um, so we've got good options there. Um, we've got to assess where Bromley at in terms of their shape. Um, and whether we'll go with um, a shape that matches up and creates a, the opportunity for us to, to be strong and give us a platform to score more goals by keeping two down the middle. Um, if we get the new signing, we're hoping to come in tomorrow. That could consolidate our defensive unit. Um, and hopefully I, I'd expect Ash to be OK from his cold symptoms or his flu symptoms. Um, so the squad's looking in good shape. It's just a shame we didn't have that another option in Jordan Archer, especially for him. And it's kind of like we're closing in on the end of his loan. So it'd be nice for him to be involved. But with, with Belly uh, back to sort of energetic levels and Liam McAlinda, we know we've got options up top. So, and with Elliot and Connor, uh, Adam Thomas and Danny Lloyd all looking like they've got a spring in their step, then uh, we're, we're quietly confident that we've got enough about ourselves to go and win this game. Just finally, Jim, um I don't know about yourself, I come from Hazel Grove on a Saturday afternoon. We've got a fan coming all the way from Japan this weekend at Tiko Aoki. It should be uh, an interesting game for him and certainly an interesting occasion. Well, that's brilliant. I mean, last week I was able to meet loads of fans who, who were in London and are delighted with us being in the National League because they get to see eight or nine games in, in their neck of the woods. But um, it's a long way to come and, um, like I said... Um, He'd be used to the cold weather. Hopefully, uh, he enjoys the football, and um, it just goes to show you it's just not not just a regional, national appeal of Stockwell County, but the international appeal. Big game, side of Jim. All the very best. Thanks so much. Does that mean then just closing off? Does that mean you're giving Maynard Player of the Week? Yeah, I think you have to. Um, although I've got to immediately contradict myself. Um, I think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lois Maynard. Possibly, possibly still gets it, but you've got to look at Liam McAlinden as well. Even though he's come on as a sub, but let's not remember this is not man of the match. This is you know kind of who do you go away talking about? Liam McAlinden has scored his first goal for County. Okay, he, he missed a chance that afterwards. I, I think he'll rue a little bit, given that we didn't take the points home. But he's got his first goal, which is always a massive step for player. Very, very good news. He's he's got his goal, but Lois Maynard coming in into the middle of the park. There was a lot of hype around this guy. Like he's been promoted numerous times in his career, very, very highly thought of, very well respected from all the clubs he's been at, from all the fans who've who've had him. They've what a player you've got there. So it was great to see him just slot in and do his thing. He's not a flair player, but 
he was almost like a Rolls Royce in the middle of the park. Do you know, he was almost had he had that kind of feel about him. Yeah, I'm really happy with what I saw there. If he can kick on and the team can can raise the, their game to that standard, then why not look forward into the playoffs? Great, as you say, great to have somebody with that kind of presence in the middle of the park. So we talked about Bromley being a really important game. What do you see from a, a team point of view, a squad point of view, and who are you going to be keeping an eye on? <laughs> shouldn't say, we shouldn't say this before are a you game, going to? <laughs> but I'm going to. There, there is, there is. Um, see this. This is Richard Landon calling in the middle. Doesn't he know that we're busy he at knows. this time of night? You can pick it up if you want. Should, should we answer yeah, it? On answer there? it. Yeah. Hello, Richard. Hang on. Hello, Richard. Hello, Chris. How are you? Are you at the ground tonight? Um, you are currently on air in the podcast. Okay. Um, I'll see. You, I'll see you at the ground then. Would, would you like to say anything <laughs> on air? Uh, no, thank you. No, I don't like speaking to people unless it's uh, you. <laughs> this is the Richard. Chris, better go. I'm going back to the ground. Thank you. That's Richard Landon live from Stockport <laughs> County. Thank you, Richard. Bye bye. Thorough professional. Thorough professional. Uh, I, I'm. I'm really surprised that he didn't begin the sentence with a swear word which he usually does uh, yeah we shouldn't say this before a game both teams need to win this game let's let's not make any, any buzz about it but, but more than that both teams need to not lose that game so potentially quite a cagey affair don't get me wrong potentially 100 miles an hour both teams need the win so let's go and get it they'll see this as an opportunity to, to claim that win but I think both teams are liable to, to lock up at the back clean sheet is more important than anything especially from a Bromley perspective who have lost four of their last five which it's amazing that they're still in the playoffs with that run do you know what I mean with, with that run of form but I think players like Lois Maynard players like Jordan Keane Ash Palmer will be very very important on Saturday because the clean sheet is vital we, I think we will score. Liam McAlinden has got it in him now. He's now he's got his first goal. Danny Lloyd is desperate to get his first goal back. You know, there's players like Adam Thomas who want to prove that they belong in this team. Elliot Osborne's going to want to get back into the team. There's other players that, that feel that they belong in this team. How far away would you say we are from the ground here? Three miles, roughly. I reckon if Danny Lloyd scores on Saturday, you'll be able to hear it here in my back. Garden. Oh yeah, you'll be able to hear Danny from here if he scores. <laughs> let, alone, let alone the five thousand fans that are going to be there. So, listen, it's a big game. It is a really big game on on Saturday. They all are when you're in the hunt for the playoffs and you're in this stage of the season. But uh, we're ready for it. And just to to finish off, something that some interesting was well, not really news, but it's a nice little story. Stockport County have a fan in Japan. Well, we do and we don't because he's actually come over here. Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, this is an incredible story. Uh, At Atiko Aoki. Atiko Aoki, yeah. Atiko. Akito, no, Akito. Sorry, Akito, my apologies. My, my, my apologies. Akito's come over from Japan. Now, this is amazing. Uh, this is amazing. I mean, uh, he's come all the way over from Japan because he's now a county fan. Why wouldn't you be? doesn't matter where in the world that you're from. But he's come all the way over to catch county. And um, I, I know that the club are looking forward to inviting him in. He, he's been on social media this week. Uh, I saw one picture of him having a pint in a bar somewhere or something like that. It would be great to, to meet the fella <laughs> on Saturday. Certainly hear uh, his story. I bet, I bet there's one there. But um, yeah, what, what a welcome. Come on over, enjoy the day. Enjoy the day and hopefully County will get a win for you Definitely. to enjoy all the way back to Japan. We can guarantee it this Saturday, hopefully. Right. hopefully. Kids write jokes. Oh yeah, you've got this joke. Oh yeah, okay. No, not a joke, there's a, the whole stream of them. So this is a Twitter page. It's a Twitter feed, yeah. That do Kids, kids write jokes, it's called. At Kids Write Jokes. Are they paying us for this slot? They should be paying <laughs> They will be. Well, once I at them, they will be. <laughs> what do you call a man with 13 hippos? Hippopotam Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what does a banana say when it's riding a hippo? 
Ah. What? <laughs> this is the level. This is what I told you, you about. They're absolutely brilliant. Go on, tell me another. What did the chicken do when he was on a date with the girl chicken when a dog bothered him? <laughs> <laughs> he said, this is unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> so hang on, was the chicken a dog bother? Or... <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> what is tiny, has three legs and smiles every day? An ant. <laughs> right. That is my favourite. Honestly, it's my favourite Twitter feed. They don't make any sense whatsoever. That's fantastic. <laughs> Chris, I love it. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.